Alrighty. Welcome back to the swamp, everybody. This is the Ogre and the Ass Podcast. Eric, how you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. How about you? Oh, you know, it's another day in paradise for me. Anytime we get to come back in the swamp and have this podcast, it's always a good day. Right. When I get to run my mouth, that's the best Right. Time. When we get to talk our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and to everyone who's watching and listening, thank you again so much for uh, coming here. And please just don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Or if you are on one of our other platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please just hit the follow button. Anyway, Eric, so we don't have a guest today. So it's just going to be you and I running our mouths. So I've already told you what the prompt is today. And what we will be talking about is that the scenario, I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but there's a scenario that people have talked about floats around Facebook or whatnot of if you could sit down for an hour on a, on a bench with someone and have a conversation, who would it be? But we're going to change that up a little bit. So one, you can't pick a religious figure. What? I can't pick, right. I can't pick JC? Can't, nope. Can't pick JC, oh. Muhammad, nobody. Buddha, <laughs> none of them. Can't do it. Not even the Buddha. Not even the Buddha. Not, in, not today's podcast. <laughs> and if the atheist had someone, we'd deny them too, but dang it, we can't. <laughs> How about the flying spaghetti monster? That one especially. We oh, will man. not talk about that one. Right. Okay. So with that. Uh, so we're going to do one famous person from history, but also we're going to mix it up. You have to spend one hour with some, with an infamous person from history. So let's just, (laughs) I know it's going to be obvious. Like we already know that what people are going to be thinking, but I think maybe one of them might throw them off. So let's just start with famous. Eric, you have one hour in a park bench to talk to someone from history who is famous. Who are you picking? Off the top of my head. Well, originally for the record, you know, it was going to be Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. But no, I decided to go somewhere farther back to a nice Austrian named Frederick Nietzsche. Kind of describe who is he? He is known. Okay. So if you ever heard about uh, Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung and all these other psychologists from the last century, mm-hmm. he is like their godfather when it comes to psychology. He's a self-proclaimed, you know, psychologist, the, the first one. Okay. And a lot of those uh, people like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung, they actually talk about him a lot. They get a lot of their works from him and they expanded upon it. Yeah. Now, one thing I've noticed of watching Jordan Peterson and, you know, reading two of uh, Freddie Nietzsche's books, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, and thus spoke Zarathustra. Zarathustra. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard to pronounce that last part. I don't part. even know what you're talking about. So, you see, you could have said anything. I would have believed you. Well, yeah, believe me then. Zarathustra. <laughs> whatever. However you Starbucks. Say it. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> thus spoke Starbucks. Point is, I listened to those two books on Kindle. And I do need to go back and reread it. But basically, he talks a lot about psychology, the human psych, dreams. Um, but overall, if you ever think about Superman, Okay. He was like one of the inspirations because he did the Ubermensch, which is the Overman. And that's basically Superman being better than the Wait, fellow Wait, the man. what? The Uber, Ubermensch. It's Austrian for it's Overman. Austrian. Okay, fair enough. Basically, his idea of man is someone who's above it all. Someone who's not into, you know, getting too emotional. Someone who's a stoic. Someone who is rock solid in their beliefs. Someone who forges their own life. The funny thing is he started off really Christian. But then throughout his time, he became really uh, nihilistic and, you know, I guess you say atheist, but he's more of just a person who wants us to find our own path in life and to overcome our own trials. Okay. Of course, easier said than done. Yeah, for real. But <laughs> he gives you some good, you know, some good tools in his books. Yeah. And that's one thing I definitely like about Frederick Nietzsche is just that he's a very strong willed individual and his, his, he's all about mind over will. Or sorry, is that, is that right? Yeah, well, it's uh, I think it's talking about mind over matter, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, brain yeah, over yeah, bronze, yeah, mind yeah, over will. What's yeah, the difference? Yeah, what is, what is the difference? Mind over will. Can someone explain that one? To me? <laughs> yeah, mind over matter, and that's his biggest thing. So anyway, he he passed away in eighteen ninety, but he's just a really good psychologist. 
Okay, so what would be the first question you ask him? What? It doesn't have to be a question, but what would you want to talk about with him at least? I would want him to give me the David Goggins experience. Like, you know who he is. Yeah, I know David Goggins, but what does he have to do with that? Well, he's similar in the sense that he'll tell you to your face, you're doing horrible. You're not doing what you should be doing. Oh, so he's like straight up with it. Exactly. Like, he's not afraid of ripping the people. And the sad thing is about Freddie Nietzsche is he got a lot of uh, crap later on. People started calling him Nazis, this and that. This is in the 1890s. This is before Nazis was an actual thing. Oh, they, they were calling him like what a fascist then? Or? Well, yeah, because you know uh, Adolf Hitler, you know, liked his work. But the, fu- the funny oh, thing was he oh, wasn't I see a racist. What you mean. He was, so you mean like they looked back in history, it's like oh that guy was a Nazi? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And they said oh he's the one who helped Hitler with the Nazis, one of the minds behind Nazis. I'm like no, no, no. He critiqued everything from religion, special religion, to himself. He critiqued his country, his fellow German. He didn't care. He'd critique you, and he was very cynical. People call him nihilistic. You know, but the thing is, though, his critiques were to help you understand that you have flaws within yourself that you need to fix. And so, well, anyway, I'm just saying in general, that's just who Nietzsche was. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. All right. And so you just want him to sit there and just bag on you the whole time. Yeah. Let me know what I'm doing wrong because I I don't, because again, you know, growing up as a wrestler, my coaches were very honest with me. They gave me that Nietzschean, you know, experience of, no, you're screwing up, but let me show you how you can do better, you know? And they're very effective that way. So what if instead of like, obviously I can't bring you Frederick Nietzsche, but I know people love to critique videos on YouTube comments. So we could just have people like, go down the comment section, roast Eric, let him know what he can do better. <laughs> yeah, but I want to be professional roasters though. Nietzsche was okay, a professional so, okay, roaster. Okay, so if you're good at roasting or you're good at psychology, <laughs> then you can critique and roast Eric. I like that. Exactly. Not me. I'm not taking that one. <laughs> I don't need that right now. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So Frederick Nietzsche, that's your pick. That's your lineup. Yeah. One hour with them, just letting him bag on you the whole time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So I guess mine, I guess you is also a philosopher. Uh, I would pick Plato. I like Plato. He was actually the very first philosophical, philo- philosophical, yeah, philosophical book I read was his book, uh, The Republic. The Republic. That yeah. was mine too of his. Yeah, and actually, uh, for people who cannot see it, but I'm sorry about that. But for those of you who can, because you're on YouTube, the second book holding up my microphone <laughs> that I have under here is The Essential Dialogues of Plato. One of my favorite books I've ever read. Definitely, uh, man, it definitely opens your mind up a lot. And it, it makes you appreciate, wow, like back then they were thinking this way. Like how you see how he went on to shape Western philosophy. So yeah, if I got to sit down for an hour, I would pick Plato. And someone might be asking, like, why not Socrates? So, and it's not, I'm not taking any sides on this. I'm not. There is debatable proof. I, I shouldn't say that. That made no sense. There's some debatable evidence, I should say, sorry, that Socrates actually never existed. Wow. I, I've, I've, that kind of hurts, actually. It's, it's very minor. So that's the only reason. I'm not saying I agree with it either. All I'm saying is that there's evidence that he may not have existed at all. The Because he, he never wrote down anything. Plato's the one who wrote everything down. And so with that, it's, for all we know, Socrates was just someone Plato made up. You know, hmm. I, I'm not going to act like I'm a, a professor. I'm not, I don't know all that. There might be someone in here who's like, like cracking something like, oh, I'm about to have to roast this young man. <laughs> Get this dumbass off the channel. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> How dare you talk about him? <laughs> it's okay. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Put it in the comment section. I don't care. Link me. <laughs> so, yeah, he's the one that'd be there. And actually, it's not just because, like, I'd be great to pick his brain. I could just read his books. But there's stuff in his books, specifically The Republic, that I was like, that is ridiculous that you said that. <laughs> so, for people who haven't read The Republic, I'm going to put this in a really, in a nutshell, the best I can. Um, Plato goes into his ideal... Uh, 
I guess you could call it a utopia, but his idea of uh, society. And in it, it's all based on a lie that everyone is from the center of the earth. There's the, the metal theory, um, essentially that we don't come from each other, but we all come from the center of the earth. And it had all these reasons why. Um, but that comes later on in the Republic earlier. In fact, the first book, cause the Republic, I believe is made up of 10 books. The first one, and probably all the way up to the fifth one, it seemed like, well, what, what is a good man? And a good man is someone who never lies. He talks about that a lot, a trustworthy man. And there's other uh, aspects as well to what makes a man. But he talked about telling the truth. And then later on, he goes and he's like, oh yeah, my perfect society uh, based on a lie. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. That You can't just skirt past that. Like, I'm not about to read that. Like, what are you talking about? You just said a good man tells the truth. In fact, you spent a lot of time saying that. And now you're the society based on a lie that no one would believe anyway. But didn't he also call that a, uh, a righteous lie? Something like a that? righteous lie. Get yeah. that crap away from me. <laughs> That's something he made That's up. the dumbest thing. I don't remember that. A righteous lie. <laughs> something please. along those lines. <laughs> you know, if you're going to lie about like anything, a righteous lie, okay, maybe it's your weight. Okay, like, no, I weigh, uh, I only weigh like 180 when really you're 200. Like, that's it. That's the only time I'll let that stuff slide. This, when you are trying to educate people and really give them your side of like what a perfect society is, and it's based off of a lie. I just thought that was interesting. So I mostly want to go back for like, why did you say that? What is the point of this? Like, And maybe there's parts of the book I'm not remembering properly. I don't remember him ever addressing that though. And if there is a scholar out there who's just like, typing away at the keyboards right now he's hacking away <laughs> getting ready to roast me uh just be nice but <laughs> right actually come on board we'll have to have oh nice right. interview you know oh, that'd actually Edu- be great. educate us yeah, yeah. educate us but that's i remember reading that and i was just like how's this man gonna build a society based upon a lie when all he talked about was how good men and it's not all i'm sorry but a part of what he talked about is that good men tell the truth now there was so much other good stuff i, I definitely recommend um if you were looking for a good book to read read the republic of plato um you you see why this man is so smart. Oh, yeah. And I know for a fact he'd pick me apart too, like Frederick Nietzsche <laughs> would with you. But it'd still just be – it'd be fun. So for me, I'm picking Plato, and that's who I'm sticking to. No, Plato's, Plato's definitely would be another one of mine if I had to. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just – you got to do it, man. His stories, especially these essential dialogues. People, go read that stuff. He, it's you know, so fun. He also, too, opened up my eyes to, uh, you know, the allegory of the cave, which I love that oh, so man. much. Oh, <laughs> let's not get too deep into this right now. <laughs> Guys, we are not philosophers. This oh, yeah. is not our place to talk about. I'm going to talk about how much I liked it. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to go into depth. It was that one and his thoughts on a uh, mob rule, you know, mm-hmm. that I thought made sense because a lot of people, you know, give America a hard time because of, the, you know, uh, how we vote. Yeah. It's the popular and there's the college vote. But I was like, you know, in his book, The Republic, he puts up a good reason why he don't never want the majority to decide every factor of your life. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a good point. <laughs> it's funny. I'm going to talk about a movie that's no, nothing related to this, but there's a movie called The Bucket List and they start talking about religion. Um, it was Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson and M- Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson are talking about religion and uh, Jack kind of laughs it off and Morgan Freeman's character goes, oh, are you saying 95% of the people are wrong? And Jack just looks at him and goes, in my, in my career, 95% of the people are always wrong. I was like, oh, okay. Like, so I just feel like that when you, when you said that, it just brought oh, that yeah. back to that's, mind. That's, and that's fair. I guess you gotta be careful too. Yeah. What the majority yeah, is talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, so let's move on to the fun one. now. <laughs> Eric, 
If you had to sit in a park bench. Why me first? <laughs> it's a hot spot over here. A hot spot? What's wrong? Nothing, nothing. I feel like the person you're about to, do you agree with the person you're about to? Oh, I would want to, he's infamous. Why would I agree with him? I mean, he has good style. Well, you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> okay. I think I'd be the first nigga to do it though. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm just saying. That, is that the first end bomb we've had on the show? I think it is actually the first end bomb on the show, right here. Right. If the kids are listening to this, I apologize. No, I, I, I literally go into all the formats that we have, and I say this is not meant for kids. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> so I put like this is you see, have to be 18 year old. Okay, or see, I don't feel like bad that. then anymore doing it. Okay, I'm no, I, afraid I, some some kids from my mission will be like, oh, Elder McCrory curse is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i did it on my mission <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i'm sorry You're better than me anyway we're getting off track here man okay. you can't lose sight of this sorry, I'm so just trying to run away from it <laughs> you get, eric you have to sit down at a park bench for someone with one for one hour who is that infamous figure going to be <laughs> <laughs> okay for the record it's literally another austrian and it's literally get to it hitler Okay. Okay. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Adolf Hitler. Now, everyone's sitting there like, oh, why was that such a big deal? Like, that's the first pick everyone has. But, I mean, you have to think about this, too. Is like, you have to sit there for one hour, <laughs> act like this man is like a regular person. <laughs> oh, wait, can we do pre-dictator Hitler? No. Oh, it's current. He wasn't infamous prior to his dictatorship. Well, yeah, but te- well, technically, history- historically wise, he was still infamous. For what? But prior to his dictatorship. I know, but as the viewer... Oh my gosh! We, we no, 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 no. The hindsight twenty twenty thing. No. Yeah. Okay. Then no hindsight. All right. Well, fine. Nineteen thirty three. Adolf Hitler. All right. <laughs> the boring one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What? What would you talk about? <laughs> I just want to know. First off, where'd you get your style from? That's you know really you know, clothing is the first. You got one hour with this man, and clothing <laughs> is what you have for him. Well, if I talk about anything else, it's going to turn into you know racial issues and Jews and Marxism. So you're literally and blacks. just for the sa- for the sake of time, you're not going to talk about the thing anyone would talk about with him. Oh, but fine. How about this? We'll, we'll categorize two things. First, his clothes. You know, <laughs> you know they they had some style. What? Oh, well, look, oh, look, 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 look. George Lucas used that style for the Empire for a reason. Grand Moff Tarkin, that's an SS uniform. Okay. Anyway, with the, with the British. Dude. How about we park the clothing discussion for another time? All right, fine, fine. <laughs> the, the, the main discussion would be. I can't believe you said that was stylish. <laughs> well, the, well, everyone look. wears the new SS three thousands. They fire right. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my god! That's not what I meant, guys. Oh. No, that's not what we're I meant. getting canceled. I can't believe it. it took me a second. I'm an idiot. Oh my god! Das fire. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was an accident too, by the way. That wasn't even me being quippy. That was just an accident. But I would ask him to. Okay, back to the, the topic. I would ask him about what he, what's his mindset with America? What's his idea world for Germany? Well, I think you're looking at it. Well, no, no. I mean, like in the sense that because there are times where he didn't really bother. Well, yeah, you had the issue in Africa where, you know, Rama was there, his panzer commander. But it's like you obviously can't sterilize India, Africa and every other brown country. So it's like, what's your grand scheme if you guys were to win in northern Africa? What would you be your grand scheme in India? What would you do with the rest of the people? So you're just asking you to ask him like what his plans are. And by the way, when I said like you're looking at it, I just mean like. White people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were his plan. Yeah. Um, 
Wow, you just ask him about like what he would have done had he won? Yeah, because you can't exterminate every brown person in the world. That's, that's, that's I think he thought different. <laughs> oh yeah, he definitely thought, but it's just too much work and effort. So like, what would you what would you do? Because there were times like, for example, with the what's his name, Jesse Owens. Black, oh yeah, I actually on, on my way back in California just the other day, I was watching the movie. I think it's called Owens. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's like you, you he went to the what nineteen thirty three, thirty seven. It was like something like Olympics, that, yeah. and I think it was thirty seven. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I mean, I don't think from what I remember, he wasn't treated super harshly at all. I mean, they really will respect him enough because he's a, he's an athlete. I'm not going to say, you know, they were perfect to him. But what I'm saying is just, I just wondered, you know, what Hitler was thinking, you know, and like, cause he obviously didn't execute him at all. He could have mm-hmm. done it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying like, obviously he has his, you know, he has these moments where he'll let something slide. Well, I mean, if you watch the movie and maybe there's more to this also, it's, it's, drama. Oh, yeah. it's this movie. It sure is Hollywood. But like, he would not recognize them. He would not approach them. He would not shake the hands of the gold medalists if they were black. So there's that. Um, oh, wow. Like, I don't know. I feel like for me, if I had to talk to Hitler for an hour, I, I just, the only question I think I could get out was why? Like, okay, we're not here to like stroke his ego. Obviously yeah, he's dead, yeah. But we're not here to stroke his ego, like whatever. Um, <laughs> but the fact stroke. is, is like, you have that much power. And I don't mean power of like what he got up to. I was like, the power to talk to people and influence them the way he did. I think he was the first person to really use radio to the fullest extent. Maybe. I know Besides H.D. Wells. I, I remember learning that it was a lot of his propaganda. Yeah. But, um. I just mean like you have that power to sit there and and to direct people and they believe in you and that's the direction you go. Yeah. For all we know, you the kind of support he got, maybe he could have, I don't know, was it cure or fix world hunger? Yeah. I don't know what it was. Like yeah. the, what he did. And it's like, dude, that why was that the direction? Yeah. Out of anything you could have been known for, out of the good you could have done with that power. Why? Now, I think we could also get into a philosophical debate about that, but- Whatever. I'm not, we're not here to do a debate because we're not smart enough for that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. That's that for me would be it. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, too, there's always people like that. For example, you either have Adolf Hitler or you have Gandhi. And each way, either right? way, yeah, 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 either way on the spectrum, they're able to rally people to their cause. And it's like, if we can just tap into, you know, Hitler's type of talents for bringing up people, you know, get them out of their slumber and getting them working and getting them happy, getting them focused on a certain goal, there'd be way more. Well, let's, for the record, it had to be a righteous goal. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for the record, we just have so much more success. So this is, this is weird to me how, yeah, I, even evil can spread. Like well, that. I don't know too much about Gandhi, but I, one thing I do remember when talking about Hitler, why he was able to do, what he did is that he hit everyone's fear buttons, you know, be scared of the Jews, be scared of these people. And then yeah. giving them a, a beacon is what I'm going to call it. That's not what it is, but he gave them a beacon of, well, this is what the ideal German is. And this is what we need to strive for. And this is what will protect and save our, our country. And I just, I, the fact that other countries joined him though is even more insane, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, it's like, man, I have everything you could have done. That was it. Gandhi did real good. I think Gandhi was actually a really good example of someone in the opposite um, and how he went on to affect the world. Man, I'm almost sad. Maybe we should have picked him. <laughs> it's one of our favorites. <clears throat> but yeah. Okay. Anything else you talk to him about? That and maybe his, I don't know, favorite food. There you go. Really? So you would try to yeah. humanize him? Might as, might as well, you know. At this point, I'm acting like a journalist. I have one hour to interview you. Let so you're going to ask about his food? Yeah. Like, you know, what do you what do you do from day to day? You know, that's normal. That's not all hatred. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I actually, 
He had a dog. And I heard he loved his dog. Was it German Shepherd? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it was. I just remember that he had a dog and even he loved dogs. So that's so crazy to me. Because apparently, and this is like the psychology with dogs, is if you... So narcissists don't like dogs. But apparently narcissists like cats. Because cats are also naturally narcissists. So narcissists prefer cats over dogs. Apparently. And this was actually talked oh. to me by a therapist uh, within the last year. So take it for whatever. And if someone has more to put into it, go ahead. But that's why a lot of regular... And I've noticed that in myself too, uh, or with myself, when I'm out and about. And there are people who have more of these, who are more uh, narcissistic. Most of the time, they don't like dogs. And I don't mean like the... Like, there are some crazy people who love dogs way too much. Like there's boundaries, obviously, but they're just like, no, I'm not a dog person. And they kind of sit there like, what? How are you not? A if Hitler was a dog person, how on God's green earth are you not? <laughs> Literally Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get that. I'm just yeah. like, I just sit there. I'm like, so that it almost proves it right though. And it's happened every time when, ever since that's been brought out to me or kind of shown to me, um, it's true. If I'm like, man, this person's really narcissistic. And then they say, like, they don't like dogs. I'm like, wow, like that's really, it's actually fitting. And then it's the people who are, like, more caring about others, obviously, who like dogs. Because that's the personality of a dog, is to love someone more than you love yourself. But a cat doesn't do that. <laughs> Regularly, a cat doesn't do that. I, I won't lie, though, because even though I love dogs, I've noticed from, uh, just from living in the South, people treat dogs right. They treat them pretty good. But the thing is, they also understand there's a... There's, there's like, boundaries. There's boundaries there. And a dog will be outside if it needs to be outside. Most of the time they're outside. I'm not taking in 15 dogs. Exactly. They ain't all being in my house. Yeah. Like, no. it, and also, too, if you got to put your dog down, you you put it down. So I don't know. Like, I love dogs, but I do prefer cats in a way because they're just more, uh -oh. you know, independent. And I like that. With dogs, they're so damn needy. <laughs> so maybe I am narcissistic, whatever, you, you know, call it what it is. I man. don't know, man. I'm not going to say and diagnose yeah. you. I'm not going to psychoanalyze you. <clears throat> Dognose me. <laughs> But no, that was just like, that was just something brought up. So I just think that's interesting. And no, we got from Hitler to dogs, but. Yeah. yeah. A lot of comforts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, are you going to ask me the question back? I feel like I have to ask all the questions. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can ask you back the question. Okay, go ahead. Um, who would be the infamous person that you would spend an hour with, Tom? Okay. It's weird because it, people are probably being like, oh, Stalin or this person or Mao or, you know, one of the King Jong-uns or whatever, <laughs> King Jong-il or something. Um, I'm actually going to pick Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Oh, the, uh, the Kool-Aid Kool guy. Kool-Aid guy. Kool-Aid oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. So just to uh, bring people into this, uh, there's often a, uh, a quote that people say is like, oh, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Okay, that's <laughs> quoting back to a cult back in the 70s. A cult in the 70s um, was led by a man named Jim Jones. Jim Jones convinced these people to follow him and they moved like I don't remember where they originally started off, but first they went to San Francisco, and then they moved, I think it was South America? Yeah, South America. South, somewhere in South America, like yeah. the jungle, South America. And he brought over 100 people with him and kids, and he was just awfully abusive to them. Like, he was awful to them, but these people still believed in him. And then he got these people to drink Kool-Aid, which had rat poison in it. And these people, he, again, somehow convinced them to give it to little kids, to babies. And there were a few who escaped, and you can go watch their stories on YouTube. Um, and the reason I'm picking Jim Jones is because there's something about Hitler where he was able to scare people, 
to hating someone else. He used hate and, and fear. But Jim Jones led people to take their own life, to move, to be abused. And he did this to over 100 people from all different uh, professions. People who could have, who were probably much smarter than he was. And I would just sit there and I would, I would want to ask him those deep questions. Not of like, why did you do what you did? I, I feel like that wouldn't actually get anywhere. Um, but more of, how did you do this? How were you able to convince people to take their own lives? What, did you hold a gun to everyone's head? He had a gun. That's how he killed himself. But what did you, what did you do? <laughs> and the, the, there were people who did not do it and who ran. Who, uh, there was one lady on, I remember watching her story on YouTube. She grabbed a kid and ran. A random kid? I think so. Because hmm. they were giving it to kids. They were giving the Kool-Aid to kill them. The kids went first, I believe. And then people took their own lives. And I know that seems morbid to talk about, but there's something to that. There's something about like a person like Hitler who scares you into hating other people. Um, but then there's this man who talked you into taking your own life. And I think it was so like your soul could jump on the comet that was passing by. To, to the moon. <laughs> this isn't Dogecoin. <laughs> um and it's just, uh, it's just it's crazy to me. That's yeah. why I'd want to sit there and talk to him. Like, how? Like, more of how did you get people to turn against themselves to commit a mass suicide? I think it's still the largest mass suicide ever. And uh, this is not to aggrandize it. This is not to make it seem cool or anything like that. But what it is is if I had that opportunity to sit down with Jim Jones, besides throwing hands with him, like you had to sit still. <laughs> you have to sit still. You can't put your hands on him. Um, I just want to figure out, like, how did you do this? Like, what were you telling them? What was being said? Maybe it was fear tactics. I don't know. Maybe it was, I don't even know. Because I feel like today in modern religion, uh, what we believe in, like, no, that, they, yeah. if they said drink the Kool-Aid, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> right. you funny. <laughs> Let me see you prep it real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you try it first. <laughs> oh, dang, dog, that didn't work. <laughs> no, like, no, I, I I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe there's other forms, drink Kool-Aid, whatever. I know there's brainwashing, there's manipulation. But again, it goes back to you had all this power. You had the ability to talk people into doing something that literally killed themselves. Why did you use your power to do this? To take them to the middle of South America. And when I watched the video, it was, it was awful. He was taking meth to stay awake. Because he stayed awake for like just days on end, taking meth, yelling. I can, I can see that through the, the videos because the way he looks. Oh, my God. He just looks out of it. And he was like yelling at them through a microphone, kept a gun on his side. I know he used it to threaten some people. And it was just by the end, he still got people to do this. And so you just kind of I just kind of sit here and I'm just like, man, why? Why is that the direction you pick now? I guess the kind of philosophical thing I was talking about is, is it easier to lead people to do bad things or to do good things? And maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that almost speaks into it. Cause look at, we had Gandhi here, but he didn't he, where he changed a lot of philosophy. He did so much good, but as the years are going on, it seemed like it kind of, no, 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 it didn't fall off and fade. People still research and people still learn from him, but you feel like more and more people are becoming disconnected as the generations grow. But you yeah. see here, like Hitler's name, is going to be throughout. The, I remember in okay in, in high school, who did you learn more about, Gandhi or Hitler? Hitler, of course. I think Gandhi got like what ten pages. I don't remember ever hearing about him. I'm going to be honest. I don't. Hitler got like a whole chapter. World War Two. Oh, we spent you know? we spent weeks talking about World War Two. Yeah. And it, does that prove something? Does that say like, well, it's easier to talk people into doing bad things than it isn't the good things? And what are your thoughts on that? 
honestly something I've learned and I've always told myself this for years and Jordan Peterson talked about this too. He talked about how if you were living in 1930s Nazi Germany, chances are you're a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people keep saying, I would never be a Nazi. I would never kill a Jew. It's like, no, if I'm Caucasian living in Germany in the 1930s and I don't know any better, I'm quote unquote killing a, a Jew. No offense to them. It's just what I'm bred to believe this propaganda. And so it's easy for me to do some, something nasty. Yeah. Now, I want to assume I'd be there with the resistance, but I probably wouldn't. Just throwing it out. Yeah, there. we'd like to think we'd be the person. Like the, and, and this goes to even other things, too, like even slavery. How many times? I'm, oh, my gosh. I've met so many people who are like, nope, if I lived back then, I, know, right? I would have helped the Underground Railroad. Like, you don't know that. Exactly. Do you know why? Because you weren't raised in an area where that was a bad thing to help out black people. You didn't. You would not have been raised knowing that. It took people who just developed their own consciousness and still see how long it took. Just to get civil rights Yeah. Mm-hmm. after that p- time period. So there was actually a really good uh, analogy someone said where, uh, I mean, obviously today slavery still happens in its own way. And I, guys, no, I, I know we're going way off topic here, but I, I'm going to say this because I feel like it needs to be said. For all the people who have ever said, no, I would never have done slavery. No, <laughs> never. Not me. I would have been there right there with Harriet Tubman. <laughs> right. Locking arms with her. Fuck out of here with that shit. Right. Shut up. <laughs> Because you know why? Because it still exists. And no one, and I don't mean like, oh yeah, there's a lack of rights. There's racial, no, 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 no. Slavery still exists here in America. You know why? Because there are plenty of little boys and girls who are getting abducted every day. Yeah. Why aren't you part of Underground Railroad? That's literally the name. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden you would lock arms with Harry Tubman, but here... <laughs> Well, that's 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 a that's, that's different. Oh, that, that's, that's different. It's not my kid. Exactly, <laughs> it's not yours. And I'm not gonna sit here on my high horse. Uh, I love sharing the stuff like on my own Facebook account or on other things where it talks about underground rubber, like all that stuff helping out. I have a friend who's even trying to go work for him now. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it, that's that's the good pun, a good gut punch right there. You would help slavery. Well, it's still happening. And guess what? Where it doesn't happen to adults as much. I'm not saying there's it doesn't happen at all. But it's happening to little boys and little girls. And where are you now? Yeah. Where you mark? Where's the march down the street for them? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I'm just saying, like, you can stand on a high horse. I'm not going to stand on a high horse. I don't do enough. I know I don't. Um, although we did talk about doing it actually, but prior to our podcast, kind of bring this on a lighter note. Now, talk, prior to our podcast, we start. We, we were talking about doing a, a YouTube channel where we would like go to online chat rooms act like 13 year old girls and bring them over to our apartment. Oh yeah. <laughs> and beat, beat the, the ass. Yeah. Beat the ass. Good too. <laughs> Thorough beating. Right. And I had so many people like, you should really be careful. These, this is a dark hole. You're going down. The, the same discussion, same, same stuff. And I've, we were discussing with uh, Ken, a, a friend of ours who was a cop, I believe is a sheriff at one point. I'm not entirely sure on that, but he even was giving us stuff like, Hey, when you guys talk that like, you can't say these certain things or else it's not, then they can't be charged with anything. Yeah. I'm like charging. Oh, like we, oh, that's right. We're going to do this the legal way. I forgot. I was like, no, we're going to hit him with a baseball bat. <laughs> right. Problem solved. Right. <laughs> I told you I'd shut that shit down. Speaking of Negan. I'm sorry, guys. We're so off topic here. Speaking of Negan, there was this uh, person who made a defense like, oh, well, you can't make pedophilia go away. Like pedophiles are always going to be around. You can't just get rid of pedophilia. And it showed Negan holding his baseball bat, Lucille smiling like, are you sure? <laughs> You can't just wave a magic wand and make them all disappear. And he's just sitting there with a smile like, here's my magic wand. 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's just it. That's my take on it. Because when, just like that, when it's back in the day and people would like to think, oh, I never would have supported Hitler. Stop playing. Man, y'all sharing photos of your cats and dogs on Facebook. Does not look like you're doing a whole lot. <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm, again, I'm not taking the high horse. I'm just pointing out a fact that maybe if I fall into it too, I'm guilty of it. And that's, that's where I'm at. I think maybe we all fall a little guilty and short of it, but it's happening. Yeah. And it, it's not serious to anyone until it becomes a problem to them. So, the high, sorry, the high horse stuff bugs me. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. I'm, I get to be on one, but I will not let other people be on it oh, either. Ex exactly. I will not let someone else stand on that topic of high horse. Does that make sense? Ex exactly. And, and one thing I was going to mention, too, is just going back to what he said about just going out there. You know, I think something, Tom, that's important people should hear is that you shouldn't overexhaust yourself giving a damn about every issue in the world. Whether it's, let's be honest, the darkest things in the world, like rape, pedophilia, you know, um, wife beating, husband beating, spouse abuse, whatever you want to call it. You know, the darkest things you can think of that we do, don't overexert yourself because on the internet, you'll definitely lose your mind. So just pick something that you're passionate about. Could be child sex there. trafficking and go out there and do it. Right. Or it could be, you know, helping out with the border patrol, whatever the case you want to do. Whatever, whatever you're at. Yeah, whatever you're at, just do it. But don't worry about every damn thing that happens in the world. Because you will just overexhaust yourself. And also, you can't fight every battle. Yeah. But one thing, too, is this is the battle in your own community. Oh, man, yeah. I remember when we went uh, we went mixing with a, a couple of friends. And one of them even started saying, like, man, if I ever saw someone, like, take someone in front of me like that. Like, he just go. He went on and on. So there are good people out there who are going to act when they see it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, does it still remove the fact of, is it easier? So let me put it this way. So, Eric, do you think it's easier to do bad things? Or good, or to motivate people to do bad things, or easier to motivate people to do good things. I want to say it boils down to the economic times and how downtrodden they are. But I would say, just even if they're having a good time economically, you can definitely force someone to do bad things because it's easy just to be an asshole. I mean, I'm literally the ass because it's easy. Not to say I don't do good things, but it's I just prefer being an asshole because I don't. It's so exhausting being nice all the time so let me just be an asshole but i'll do some nice things on the side rather than just being nice every time that's exhausting to be nice every time you know i don't know maybe maybe, and maybe not wrong. everyone deserves it yeah exactly that too so i, I know, know we don't always deserve it oh no 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 <laughs> and i can i say someone who definitely does not get the nice person telemarketers i feel bad for y'all <laughs> y'all get the rough end of that a good call is just if they hang up yeah yeah oh yeah oh man that's what I do. I just hang up now. <laughs> like, nope, not. Not interesting. Don't talk to me about it. My car's extended warranty. No, it ain't. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? People keep calling me for the past like week now about uh, college loans. Like, I don't got any loans with you. I don't know where this university is, but they just keep on calling me, leaving voicemails saying, "Hey, you, we can help you out with the student loans." Like, I don't got any. Just track your, just track your credit. As long as your credit doesn't drop, you know nothing's up. Yeah, that's all I do. Every so often, I just look at my credit. It's like, oh, credit's still fine. So obviously, that's all BS. <laughs> Man. Eric, we talked about a lot today. Some stuff that was kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of getting into this. I'm actually going to throw my own two cents in there because, oh, gosh, I'm going to sound like an idiot. There's two historical figures, one who believes that we naturally do good and one who believes we naturally do bad. And there's probably so many other philosophers who throw in their two cents. So with that all being said, is it, I think, kind of what you mentioned of, like, it depends where we are in the times. Something I see even in the, the people I work with, when you're doing incredibly well, it's so much easier to do something bad. And I don't mean like, oh, he shoplifted the candy bar. Not that. It's usually almost something that matches the success. Look at Harvey Weinstein. Dude, the, the guy had it made. 
yeah. he, he was going to go down in film history as, as a, an amazing what was it, producer, someone who just did great things. Yeah. And then that came out. And it's like, what were you doing? What were you thinking? Yeah. Like you went and you hurt people and you, you had it all. And now this is what you will be known for. This is how you hurt people. Again, maybe it's when people get to a certain extent of success that they become that way, but it's easier to topple. It's easy to topple them down because then you go to any homeless shelter and people that are helping each other all the time. I'm not saying there's no petty theft, I'm not saying there's they're perfect. They're not. But it's funny how you will find kindness in places where you think you would find uh, some sort of grit, some sort of uh, coarse uh, feelings towards one another. Yeah. And there's not. There's support. But then when you get to the top or to top, I'm going to put quotations around that top of whatever it is you're into. Yeah. When you've reached your pinnacle of what is successful or what would it make? I don't know. Something like that. Some sort of financial goal, usually. Um, then it seems like you. it's so much easier to get toppled by something. And obviously we can't speak too highly of that because we're not rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're, I'm not going to sit here and again, take that high horse because uh, I think everyone has it right now. When you get into hurting kids and hurting people, that's yeah. different. It yeah. don't, there ain't no exemption. If you become a drug addict, I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. You're probably stressed out. Yeah. But you come to hurting people, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. That's a big step. <laughs> I had a lot of stress. You had stress? <laughs> huh. Man, every time I, I struggle to pay a bill, I ain't sitting there like, who can I hurt now? <laughs> right? It'll, it'll relieve the pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, Actually, even look at the direction of this. How much time did we spend talking about the famous people, people who did good in the world, and the people who did bad? Who did we give more time talking about? Well, the bad ones. I feel like. They always take up the most attention. I think just yeah. naturally there's a part of us. Maybe it's because we want to find out, like, why, what made you that like that? Who hurt you? Yeah. Well, um, I think, too, it's because we always like a villain. Let's be honest. We love our Baders. We love our Palpatines, our Saurons, Voldemorts. <sighs> We put more attention on them than we would Harry Potter or Snape, as much as we love those characters. Same thing with, you know, history with Hitler, because we, we want to get to the psyche of someone who's so different and out of the norm. And the bad people we mentioned, they're out of the norm. They're not M.O.K. or Gandhi. So you think there's a part of us that admires the villain? I would say not so much admires, but we're just fascinated by it. Like, oh, how are you this different from the normal I, yeah. thing? You know, there's his parents, for example, Hitler's parents or J J Jones's parents. Then there's him. Or them, yeah. you know? It's like, what happened between that? And that's the, I think that's something we're fascinated by. And when it comes to home life, go listen to our fourth podcast with Arthur. <laughs> that, that Maybe that'll solve some issues. But, <laughs> uh, man, no, that is, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, how did they become who they are? Yeah. Um, and, again, maybe fascination. There is a fascination with the power they had. And, again, I'm just going back to it, but they used it for the wrong thing, clearly. Yeah. But, um, why was that the pick? Why was it the pick to hurt people? I'll never get it. Still will never get it. It's a, it's a question we'll never be able to answer. Uh, maybe there's some individual like serial killers who have talked about it. And oh, it started here. But like, what do you mean? Like out of everything you could have done, why yeah. was that not the choice? But hey, if there's people who like they feel like they want to get a part of this uh, conversation, put in some stuff in the comments. Or make a video saying that we're idiots. I don't know. Whatever. Clap back. <laughs> <laughs> My response to the ogre in the ass. <laughs> uneducated, ignorant, <laughs> Negroes and Caucasians are on YouTube and I'm tired of it. Okay. They run their mouth. They got a platform. They think they're all that in a bag of chips, but they're not. Sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> who are you impersonating right there? I got to hear it. Oh, just YouTubers who do stupid little clapbacks on other YouTube channels. You know, petty YouTube drama. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, man, let's not get too much deeper into this now. Yeah, We'd yeah. be here all night, but let's wrap this up. Any, any, is there any 
thing that comes to mind, any last thoughts that you have about this particular topic? Honestly, what we talked about, just take the good out of it. And I think the good would be study the good people who you just want to, you know, emulate throughout history and read about them and then study the infamous people who you don't want to be like. And I think when you dwell into their mind about who they are and what happened to them, you can do your best to be the best person that you can be because you're now educated on a little bit of, on that person's life, whether it's Hitler yeah. or Margaret Thatcher or Gandhi or MLK, <clears throat> doesn't matter. Just educate yourself on, you know, those type of people so you can know yourself what you're dealing with in the future. So no, that's my best advice. Yeah, honestly, my last few words, I guess my, my final thoughts about it is like, watch who you're hanging around, the stuff they say and what they do. Um, common quote I like, I really like is uh, watch where someone's eyes go. Like, and I'm not talking about like, oh, a cute girl walked by, you might look down for a second. Like, no, I'm not, like, maybe, well, maybe that too, a little bit, but um, like, you need to watch someone's body behavior. You need to be able to like, listen to the things they say. If they think a rape joke is funny, it's not funny. Don't listen to it. Don't, or if you, well, you can't stop listening, but don't be around that person. A rape joke is not funny. Or if it's like hurting people or, you know, people who are hurting animals. Gosh, there was a guy uh, three blocks like that way. And apparently he got busted because he would purchase kittens and then, you know, took them inside. That's all I'll talk about that. But, you know, I think, I truly do think who you are around is who you will become. I do believe in that. So that's why we're both assholes, honestly. Like, you might be the ass, but we're both assholes here. Okay. <clears throat> it's all right. But I'd rather be an asshole just, like, verbally and <laughs> how we talk to each other than hurting people, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, everyone, thanks again for listening. This is the Ogre and the Ass podcast. We always really appreciate having you guys listen to us and watch us. Like I said, we, we see you. Uh, we really appreciate all the good feedback we get. And if you ever want, I don't care, put it in a comment section. Like, hey, can I get a shout out? Why not? Let's just shout people out. I got yeah. nothing better to do. Let's yeah. do it. Let's talk about it. I'll throw them out. What's up, mom? Will <laughs> <laughs> oh, she listen to this now? Uh, oh, yeah. She's been listening. Oh, I dropped like two N-words. Two N-bombs. You, you said an F-bomb, too. I don't think the N-bombs are what got her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll work on that. Well, the left tour. You ain't going to give your mom a shout out? I will. She doesn't even YouTube, to be honest. But you know what? She doesn't YouTube? She doesn't YouTube. But mom, if you're watching this, but you're probably not. But if you are, hello. I appreciate your hard work. You raised the... You, you, you raised an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> you raised the kid, all right? <laughs> you raised him. Yep. He's, a, he's an all right guy. Anyway, guys, thanks again for listening to the Ogre in the Ass podcast. Um, <clears throat> please hit that like or subscribe button. Or again, if you are listening on the other platforms, hit the follow button. But regardless, and like always, until next time, stay the hell out of our swamp. <laughs>